Welcome to the Story King Podcast, where great stories are read, discussed, and given their due honor. I'm your host, John Carlo, and today's two short stories are by another contemporary author, Deborah Gadini. So I'm reading two short stories today because they're flash fiction pieces, which means they're extra short. I think both of these are under a thousand words each, though I didn't do a word count. The first story I'm reading is called Bad News, and the second is called The Funnel Horn. And both of these are in her collection Twilight Tales, which is available on Amazon, along with her other books. Bad News. Kathleen couldn't believe what she was hearing. She realized her mouth was slightly open, and she closed it. That action brought her nowhere, exactly where she had been before she did it. I... I'm sorry, said Dr. Dawson. Kathleen shuffled in her seat and looked across the desk at the specialist. So that's why he had asked her to bring a friend to the meeting. Her thoughts raced, and she turned blankly to her friend beside her. Her friend had her hand on Kathleen's knee and had the most pained look on her face. Kathleen wondered if she should say something to comfort her. But Kathleen's head was spinning, fast-growing, aggressive type, nothing more they could do. These were not phrases that Kathleen wanted to hear. She was 36 years old. Oh my God, no, this can't be real. Her children were barely teenagers. Kathleen's mind kept skipping back and forth to others. The doctor, this can't be the first time he's done this. I wonder if he really cares at all or has to be hardened to do his job. Her friend, she was lucky to have such a good one she trusted. Oh my God, her husband, how will he react? This is a disaster, she thought. The worst thing she could have heard. She was going to die. There was nothing else they could do. How long do I have? Approximately, she bravely asked the doctor before accepting his hesitant response with grace. This is unreal. I'm going to need time to get my head around it, she thought. There will have to be decisions, plans, and even, oh my god, a bucket list. She thought briefly of what would be on the bucket list. Time with her children, of course. Making peace with a few people. Finishing her novel. Tying up any loose ends. Maybe seeing Paris. When she thought of her dream trip to Paris, she became angry. Very, very angry. The randomness of an early death seemed so unfair. Why do all her friends get to live 200 years and she has only 35 years left? Why will they get to see great-great-great-great-grandchildren and she'll be lucky if she sees a generation or two? Her bitterness started to overwhelm her and she struggled to get a hold of it. She would get through this. She went home to write out her lists and make her plans. Kathleen made up her mind that she would use the 35 years she had left to the best of her ability and enjoyment. When the time came that the illness started to take over, she would do the best she could. Until then, she would live and be happy. So that was bad news. I love that story. It's probably my favorite one in the collection. I just love the whole message behind it. All of her friends get to live uh, up to 200 years and she only has 35 years left. It's just a whole paradigm shift of thinking there. I love it. So the next story is called The Funnel Horn. And here it is. Back in the late 1600s, there was a quiet village nestled amongst the rolling hills of Kent. One lucky day in mid-April, a local blacksmith named Marcus invented something wonderful. 
He had soldered metal into a funnel-like shape and crisscrossed small tin strips inside its bottlenecked end. This gave the extraordinary effect of amplifying any voice that spoke into it. He called his device the funnel horn. Not a week later, the entire town was abuzz about the invention. It was a vast improvement on the town crier who was old, bad-tempered, and just wanted to stay home with his dog anyway. The mayor himself took possession of the funnel horn and used it in the town square for important announcements. What an invention! Old Man Fairview didn't need to walk his old bones into the town square anymore to stay informed. Young Jane Pritchard could stay at her needlework and still hear all the updates. Births, deaths, holiday programs, and special events were all shouted out from one stationary spot, and everybody in the town could hear it. It was like a miracle. The funnel horn was so popular that the mayor decided to hold a contest. Names would be drawn in a lottery, and the winner would get to use the funnel horn. A man named John Eastman won the lottery. John was no fool. He used the funnel horn to thank and praise the mayor, which he knew would hold him in good stead come tax time. The villagers all gathered round John. They asked him what it was like to stand in the town square and know that everyone in the entire village could hear him. John, his cheeks flushed with pleasure and recognition, said it was exhilarating. Soon the villagers started demanding that they should all get a chance to use the funnel horn. At a town meeting, it was decided that each villager would get one afternoon in a rotation to use the funnel horn. The first afternoon of the rotation, a man named Joshua stood in the town square with the funnel horn. He told everyone what he had eaten that morning. My wife made a spread like you wouldn't believe. Kippers and cucumbers and the chutney was outstanding. Each one of the villagers basked in his or her turn. Nicholas stood in the town square, trashing his neighbor and making their feud public. And he knew his sheep were grazing on my land because I told him, and still he did nothing. Mr. Ashland stood, recounting all his horses, cattle, and acres of arable land. He told everyone how many tenant farmers he had and how many gold coins they netted him each month. Matthew took the funnel horn and told everyone about his bad stomach and how much his knees hurt him. Ow, I'm in such pain, he shouted, like you wouldn't believe, this is awful. Harold fell for a hoax. He yelled how the mulberries on sale in a neighboring village were poison and the Pope was behind it. Kenneth Brown announced his decision to never again care what women think. Shoemaker James, who was not what you would call smart, stood in the square and yelled, How many people can hear me? Please let me know if you can hear me, while he counted the responses. Susan used the opportunity to acknowledge her dog. I have the best schnauzer that ever lived. She is so cute. I love you, Bella. Crotchety old farmer Mr. Amber thought himself clever. Can anybody tell me what the almanac says for this week, he yelled, instead of having to go over to the free library and read it. Bitter Miss Nesbitt remained purposely mysterious in her announcement. There's nothing else for it. I guess I just have to accept the bad as well as the good. Mr. Musgrave took a stab at humor. Why did the chicken cross the road? He was a Jacobite. On his second time around, John Eastman took to boasting. I had dinner with the mayor and his wife at the big estate. They let me pour the wine. The older villagers became concerned when the young villagers started talking nonsense, like when young Brianna stood in the square and said, I love the spring and hate the winter. Blue is beautiful, but orange is my least favorite of all colors. It's a disgrace, said Mrs. Jenkins. Who cares what her favorite color is? They took exception to young Francis, too, who yelled, I just spent the last 30 minutes cleaning cow dung off my boots. Hurl, I'm feeling so sick right now. Disgusting, said Mr. Newman. Why would he use the funnel horn to say that? 
The mayor regretted his decision to allow everyone to use the funnel horn, and he relegated its use back to special announcements only. The older villagers agreed. These young people really had no clue. So that was the funnel horn. It reminds me of a certain social media network we're all familiar with. Those stories are both in Deborah Gadini's collection Twilight Tales, which is available on Amazon along with her other books. I definitely encourage you to check it out. Those were my two favorite out of the collection. Also, if you yourself have written a story you'd like me to read on the show, please email it to storykingpodcast at gmail.com. If I like it, I just might read it. Try to keep it between one to 3,000 words, though. I personally enjoy speculative fiction. If you want to win me over, but I won't tell you what to write. Just make sure it's good. Again, that's storykingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing on The Story King, please consider becoming a patron. You can visit my page at www.patreon.com forward slash The Story King. The link will be in the show notes as well. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a very practical and tangible way to support your favorite content creators. Podcasts and books take a great deal of time and resources to produce. So if you appreciate what we're doing with The Story King, becoming a patron would go a long way. On our Patreon page, there are three monthly subscription tiers available. At the $5 tier, you get immediate access to the Story King Podcast Exclusive Edition, where I'll be reading some of my own stories, as well as famous ones that are too long for the main show. At the $10 tier, you of course get access to the private podcast, but you'll also receive an autographed copy of every book I release, such as my latest novella, Darren DeLuza and the Devil. And lastly, there's the $20 option, which includes everything in the first two tiers, but it also provides a way for you to promote your own work on the Story King Podcast. So if you've written a book or have a blog, I'll feature it on one of my episodes and include a 3-5 to five minute phone interview. Please consider becoming a Story King patron and get access to all the exclusive content. My page is patreon.com forward slash the Story King. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash Story King Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Story King Podcast where great stories are read, discussed, and given their due honor. Please join us next week for another great story. Until then, 